here's a message from Ken Lavica. It's becoming increasingly clear that the NFL preseason is the worst time of year, largely because all of your takes, your knee-jerk reactions on the NFL preseason flat-out suck. I'm about to boycott it. Joe Rigotti hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Turn it up! Turn it up! From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. There's a reason I only watch the starters in the NFL preseason. There's a reason I shut the damn TV off after the starters depart the game. It's because of some of the nonsense that we're hearing today after the first preseason games of this 2021 NFL preseason. Welcome in on a Monday after that warm welcome. Ken Levick alive featuring Coquel. And we are coming to you, at least I'm coming to you, from the Anna John Levine Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, right off of the sparkling and very hot intracoastal uh, in the Phillips Point Towers. Joe Rigotti with me as well. And in his COVID quarantine, in his garage at his Port St. Lucie compound, it's Coquel. Coquel, how are you feeling? I'm feeling good, Kenny. I'm ready to go. I love angry Ken Levicka. He's so back. annoyed. That means football season's back. That means loud mouths like me are going to evaluate third-team quarterbacks. It's the fall, baby! (laughs) I hate this time of year. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Let's jump right into this, okay? Uh, Saturday, 1 p.m., I was tuned into the Dolphins. I wanted to see Tua. I wanted to see how we stacked up against the Bears. I wanted to see the Dolphins' defense. I wanted to see what they'd be able to do against Justin Fields, who'd be making his Bears debut. So Tua happened. He wrapped up with an interception. I was a bit disappointed, but I said, you know what? Overall, pretty solid day. Good day. All right. And I moved on with my life because that's what I do when I watch the NFL preseason because I believe myself to be normal. I look at the major storylines of said team, my team. I watch for what I want to potentially react to, what actually is going to matter to the season, and then after that, I'm done. And this year, for the Dolphins, it's what's Tua going to do in his time on the field in the preseason? Is he going to be able to connect with Jalen Waddell? And other than that, I'm good. So that means that on Saturday, I was tuned out by the second series of the second quarter. That means that next weekend, when the Falcons come down to South Florida, that probably means that I'm out by halftime. And that may mean that I don't watch a single damn thing in the final preseason game, preseason contest number three. That's how I consume my NFL preseason. And why? Because if I watch more than that, it opens me up to all sorts of nonsense takes and all sorts of foolish observations that do not make any sense. I want to present to you Max Kellerman who you listen to here on ESPN 106.3 every day at 2 o'clock. You see him on first take on ESPN. I mean, Coquel, he is a very recognizable personality. He's someone that, correct me if I'm wrong, that's a household name right there, right? Yeah, everybody knows Max. Yeah. And he's a, he's a smart, he usually smart, gives great good takes. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's been good to us here at ESPN 106.3. But I can't stand idly by and uh, there are two portions to this. Here is, here is the 
first take from Max Kellerman. I'm going to say this. Watching on Saturday, watching this weekend, these guys, and I've never said this before, watching a preseason game number one ever, this has a chance. This could be the greatest quarterback draft class of all time. Oh, for Christ's sake. I think the worst guy I saw, and this wasn't this weekend because the Hall of, you know, because they played earlier, but Mac Jones was probably the least impressive guy I saw, and I would give him between a good and a very good. Oh, I think he's ready to play oh, in the yeah. NFL right now. And Comfort in the pocket. number five on my list. Trevor Lawrence. He was taking sacks and everything, but I also know his pedigree. You can see his size, his athletic ability, the zip on some of those Football throws. That, one, that yeah. one in particular, you go, oh, that might have been, that was one of the best throws of the weekend. Ooh. So don't worry. Trevor Lawrence didn't play all that well, but Max knows his pedigree. But pedigree, baby. For pedigree. him to say, he's, he's a, for him, God, he's a born football player. Coquel, I can, I can just tell that you have goosebumps, that the hair on your arms is standing on end right now. He caters perfectly for your baked potato football mind. Like, you best, love that stuff. Best draft class ever. Get the gold jackets. I mean, are we, are we sizing these guys up yet? I need <laughs> to take a breath before I do what I'm about to do. Hold on. How can you say something like that? For the love of God. This draft class, Mac Jones, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, they played like a combined 12 series this weekend. And you're going to make the declaration that they could be better than Dan Marino and John Elway? Stop! Oh, Kenny, Kenny, did you miss that Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson were both six for nine for 70 yards? I mean, come on, 70 yards. I don't even know what point you're trying to make. What is that? I don't either, but it's football. This is why, this is why my NFL preseason consumption consists of watching the starting offense watching the quarterback or watching the main storyline. Then I'm done. When you, when you litter your head. With five, six, seven preseason games, you watch all four quarters, you're watching the fifth string, guys. That is what lends to idiocy like that. How much of an NFL preseason game do you watch? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. You can tweet at us at ESPN West Palm. For me, as soon as the starting offense is out, goodbye. I'm gone. I saw what I wanted to see. I'll consume it, and then I move on with my life. I go play with my kids, or I flip on some baseball, or I go exercise and do something good for my body. Instead, a lot of you sit there and continue to watch and continue to formulate your hot takes and continue to compare and contrast different players, and then you come up with Max Kellerman, who's going to say that after this weekend, in preseason game number one, he thinks that this draft class could be the greatest of all time. Coquel, that is legitimate insanity. I know you love it, but I cannot believe he went on national television on one of the most prolific sports talker shows on television today, internationally, not just in this country, and he had the gall to say after what he saw this weekend that this draft class could be the greatest of all time. And let's go through it, okay? You had Trevor Lawrence, and don't forget, Max Kellerman knows his pedigree. Pedigree. Trevor Lawrence... Of the Jaguars, six of nine, 70 yards, sacked twice. Excellence. Zach Wilson, 
Six of nine, oh. 63 yards, but he did Pocket. have two epic third down conversions. Com- and command of the huddle. You could just see that everyone around him <laughs> no. got a little bit better because he was on the field. That. You can't oh, body see language. that. You're I saw their body on- language. You're their body language football. improved. Do not, don't you dare ever get into body language talk here on this show. Don't you <laughs> dare do that. Justin Fields against the Dolphins' third and fourth defense. 14 of 20, 142 yards, one touchdown, but lost a fumble. And then there's Trey Lance, who had an 80-yard touchdown throw, but also was 5 of 14 for 128 yards. Fine, those happened. You observe that, you were like, hey, that's a good start for some of these guys. How are they going to carry it over into the next week? They're rookies, but nope. Max Kellerman's going to bring it to that place where he's going to stand there on a soapbox and declare that after what he saw... This could be the greatest draft class of all time. Who does that? Who does that? What is he talking about? And that brings me to Tua. Because you know what happened Saturday, Coquel. This is a guy that was calm. He maneuvered in the pocket well. He, like the immortal Zach Wilson, who's a future Hall of Famer, had two very good third-down conversion throws, including a 50-yarder to Mike Jasicki. But... He finished mm. what was a very consistent day with an interception mm. in the red zone. Bad interception. And that is all that anyone has focused on. Not the fact that he had eight straight completions at one point. Not the fact that he finished 8 of 11 for 99 yards. But it was that interception. And that is why I hate the NFL preseason. That is why it has quickly evolved into my least favorite time of year because everyone thinks they saw something everyone thinks that they've made an observation that stands apart from someone else and honestly i don't think anyone really knows what the hell they're talking about that pick was pretty bad though yeah he didn't he he didn't read the safety at all and i've saw people on twitter saying oh it was the right read he got there late no the safety barely slid off the middle of the field it was a mistake like three or four yards to his left and then came back across and baited him completely into that throw it's one of those where he's got to learn. My worry for the Dolphins, and I'm not even saying for Tua, is that their receivers, and I know Albert Wilson didn't play, and he's probably having the best camp out of the receivers, didn't get separation, and he all he could really throw to it felt like was the tight ends over the middle. Yeah, that was a problem. The fact that Jalen Waddell didn't get a target, like that's on Jalen Waddell. That's, that's an issue because he started in the slot. He had 10, uh, 10 snaps in the slot, uh, nine uh, snaps out wide, and he didn't get a target. To me, that's concerning. But it was the first preseason game. Tua looked calm in the pocket. These are things you can actually see with your eyes, not body language, not control of the huddle like Coquel claims he could see with Zach Wilson in that Jets preseason game. But Tua had good presence in the pocket, evaded pressure, made good throws under duress. That's what I'm looking for. And On the interception, this is why, after the fact, contextually, I'm okay with what happened Saturday, and I'm not going insane and declaring things about draft classes and huddle presence because Tua was asked specifically about the interception, and this was Tua's response. You've done different on the interception. What should you you have done different on the interception? Probably not throwing it. Probably not throwing it. Um, You know, I, I, I think the DB made a great play. You know, that, that wasn't a, a good decision on my part. You know, when you get down to the red area, you got to make uh, good, quick decisions. And that wasn't a quick decision. Or that was a quick decision, but not a good decision. You know, just something that I 
know, got to continue to learn from, take that and uh, put it in my arsenal, you know, and hope hope not to make that same mistake again. Yeah, that's pretty level-headed, right, Coquel? Like, I know you make fun of Ragharm. I know you, you like to take shots at Tua, but that's a pretty mature, aware response to why did you throw the interception, right? I mean, it's the green zone. Anyone who knows football knows that's oh, where you make stop. your money. So we call it, we really call it the oh. green zone. But for you guys, we'll call it the red zone. <laughs> you football layman, you. I love Maybe when we talk football. football coach. I, 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 in all, I all, in, in, in great honesty, I try to get Coquel to say things that are going to be constructive, and I step in mud. Every time. What happened? What I do? No, but if he makes that throw next week, then you're worried. He made it this week. No big deal. I'm going to be honest about Tua now. I know I like to rip him on Twitter because I like getting Dolphin fans upset. I don't know if you know that about me. <laughs> but if he makes that mistake next week or in week three of the preseason or more importantly in week one of the regular season, then we're worried about some of that decision making. Yeah. He's not known as a turnover guy. If he was known like Zach Wilson was at one point, or I mean, excuse me, just called Sam Darnold was at one point in college and then was again in the pros. Then you were concerned to is not really a turnover guy. So it looks like it was just a mistake. I wouldn't be too hung up on that because if he threw a touchdown on that play, Dolphin fans would be talking about him That's being the, the best quarterback in the league. Right. That's the thing. It would be the hype train would be soaring right now. Not on the tracks. That thing's floating. That thing's hovering. That thing's like one of those bullet trains in Japan. That thing would be on its way. You're right. It would there there is absolutely no level headedness either way if he does thread the needle to Shaheem and get the touchdown. So I flipped it off then after Tua finished because I love Jacoby Brissett. But there's nothing I'm going to see from Jacoby Brissett other than pollution because if he performs well against the Bears' backups, then that lends me to possibly come on this air, on this show, on this radio station, and speak into this mic and say, maybe there's a case to be made for Jacoby Brissett. And there's not because Tua's the number one quarterback. And that is why I only watch the starting offense or if there's a major storyline with the starting defense. And then that is done for me with an NFL preseason game. How much of an NFL preseason game do you watch? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Go ahead and hit us up on Twitter, at ESPN West Palm. We'll get to tweets here in a moment. Coquel, you're a four-quarter guy, right? Yeah, can we get to Percent? actually? Can we break down the backup quarterback for the Dolphins? Because I think that's can our lane on this, on this station. I think we are, though. We're the hometown team. You know what I mean? Whether we, ca- we care about these local games. All right, here. Brissette- I'll give you the platform. The Dwyer grad, Jacoby Brissett, Dolphins backup quarterback. I stress backup. What did you see in your quarantine? Grunge? I thought he looked really good, and I would be encouraged not for him to be the one, but if Tua gets hurt, you're not falling far off. It looked like they can run the same exact offense. There's no change of plays to be needed. There's no missing a step. I think they'll be fine with Brissett. If I'm the Dolphins, I'm highly encouraged by the play of both quarterbacks. Tua looked good. Yeah, he made the bonehead throw, but he's a young quarterback. You know what young quarterbacks do? They make bonehead throws. If he learns from that and keeps advancing, and you have a veteran quarterback in Brissett who did not look flustered, and not only was he playing against backups, but he was playing with backups, and he looked like he was fine in that role too. So Dolphins are in good shape because they have a quarterback in the one spot, and they have what a lot of teams don't because if Zach Wilson gets hurt for the Jets, it's I think his first name is Mike, Mike White playing quarterback, yeah, or James Morgan from FIU. The Jets are done at that point. The Dolphins, Brissett can win you playoff games. He looked good as well. 
Uh, we asked the question, how much of an NFL preseason game do you watch? And again, you can weigh in 888-760-3776 or tweet at us at ESPN West Palm. Tampa guy tweets, it's a crime that they charge people to attend preseason games. I actually tend to agree with that. Have you ever paid to go to a preseason game, Coquel? I would never pay to go. Yeah, I would never well, recommend. I mean, do they do they charge people, or is it just you yeah. have to buy them if you're a season ticket holder? Well, you can buy individual tickets, but I also think they come in a package with your season tickets as well. But you're still paying a fee yes. for those games, and it's yes, a waste. I just I would never go to a preseason game unless it was free. I like to listen to the radio on ESPN 106.3, where you can find all your Dolphins games. That's right, including this weekend when the Falcons come in Saturday at seven. All right. That is correct, sir. Pre-game starts at 5. Don Evans says, I don't watch NFL preseason. You know what? He's probably doing it the right way. Like, September no. 12th, September, or actually the 12th, 11, 10, 9. 9 is Thursday. September 9th is Thursday. September 9th, that, I mean, honestly, the way things have been going and the way that this Twitter app works and the way social media works in the NFL preseason and all of these amateur analysts, I almost might just go that route. Sorry, preseason, we're done, we're divorced, and I'll just pick it up when week one starts. Like That's what it's starting, to, because this weekend has been insane with these observations. Uh, and again, I just don't understand where someone like Max Kellerman, in good faith, someone who has done so good, such a great career in the sports media industry, is going to jump on the air after one weekend of NFL preseason games, the first weekend, and declare that this could be the greatest draft class we've ever seen. Mike Brown says, yeah, I don't watch any NFL preseason. Captain Murica tweets, one quarter, if that, I don't get my team for preseason. Andrew Abramson tweets at us, until the starters are out, then I'm done. I'll watch the second string quarterback if he's new or if there's a competition. Yeah, if they, you have a rookie quarterback like Coquel does, though Zach Wilson started the game, right, Coquel? Yeah, Zach Wilson was out pretty early. Yeah, he so, only played a little bit. Um, but but in the case of of Bears fans, like they wanted to stick around post Andy Dalton and see what Justin Fields did. And was it entertaining? Yeah, and Justin Fields did some exciting things. Justin Fields also lost a very bad fumble as he was still going against the Dolphins twos. And then once the threes and fours came into the game, that's when Justin Fields started to thrive. So it's well, good. On, it was on. a good performance. But you also have to have context with the preseason, and nobody. But he has context. Don't take away from Justin's field's performance. He was fine. I'm just more looking athletically and the throws he made and the way he, how fast he really is. He is fast, man. Yeah. He's going to be really good. That fumble, yeah, he could have just tucked the ball away a little more. He had it out. It wasn't high and tight like every kid is taught as a little kid that seems to go away the higher level of play you get to. But Fields is going to be special. To me, he was the most impressive out of all the quarterbacks. But I could also say that, yeah, Jalen Waddell, we expressed our concern about him not being targeted uh, by Tua and then by Brissett. But then he had an exceptional 24-yard punt return where he went one direction, evaded tacklers, went the other direction, and probably could have broken it if he was just a half step uh, better on his angle. And uh, so there's two different ways to look at it. Like Jalen Waddell, was it a concerning outing or was it positive because he had a major contribution on special teams? Context matters in the preseason, and well, in this day and age, context doesn't exist. We're incapable of conveying it. The other reason you got to watch a little bit more is because I went on to the old Twitter app and was hearing how great Trey Lance played. He had one good throw. He one was good, pretty terrible the rest of the game. He was 5 of 14. He was 5 of 14. He was, he was four, 4 of 13. Excuse me. I'm sorry. 48 yards, and he was sacked four times besides that one throw. Yeah. 
Like, come on. The, the 128 yards he had total in that game, 80 of them came on one play. And then he was inaccurate, the rest of them. And he was taking sacks. So this is why, this is just dumb season. NFL preseason is stupid season. But even, like, we talked about Max. That's what I'm most disappointed about. A guy who is, is, is uh, someone who paid for conviction. He has established himself in the industry and then just says nonsense things. So we've been piling on Max, but I also want to read you this excerpt, Coquel, from Dan Shaughnessy, who is one of the all-time great sports writers, Boston Globe, forever. Here is what he wrote about Mac Jones. Quote, he played a little bit like a young Tom Brady. Just kind of not doing too much and staying within himself, and I thought all of it worked. The offense looked like the old offense of 2002. 13 of 19, 87 yards against backups, and Dan Shaughnessy falling into the trap of making the comparison to Tom Brady. It's almost like any (sighs) white basketball player, you compare them to Larry Bird. Apparently, if you look like Tom Brady... If you're a white quarterback in New England, you just compare him to Tom Brady. Like, that's what has happened now with Mac Jones. Oh, it looked like Tom Brady because he didn't do too much. He had a couple of series through 19 passes, and that is what showed up in the Boston Globe over the weekend. Okay? Like, that's my point. Is that, that this is insane. This is all insane. And we're going to do it again this coming weekend because this is now with only three preseason games. The second preseason game is going to be the one that counts. The second preseason game is the old third preseason game. Okay? Or I probably should word that better. The no, second preseason sense. game is the new third preseason game. Yes, there we go. but it's, it's what we used to think of the third game when the starters yeah. play into the third quarter. Right. Which like, I don't even think they're going to do that. I think they're still going to It's like halftime. Half. Yeah, it'll be – I think Tua's done at halftime. I think Zach Wilson's done at halftime. I think that is how all of this is going to go down. But there's a reason that I stick to the starters because after that – is when you have a tendency to pollute your mind with the NFL preseason. How much of an NFL preseason game do you watch? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And as always, you can hit us up on Twitter at ESPN West Palm. Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel, a Monday edition, and it's always presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Uh, there is no... Uh, moron season here with the FAU MBA Sport Management Program because you go there, you get your MBA in sport management, and that is your path into sports. That's the smart move to make. That's the intelligent move to make. Doesn't matter if you're right out of college or say you've had a career for a while, you're in your late 30s, you're in your 40s, you got a family, and it's just time for a change. We've all been there. It is is something that all of us go through, and you've wanted to go into the sports industry, don't know how to do it, well, I'm telling you how to do it right now. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program, Dr. Jim Reardon's been doing it going on 22 years now, bringing in uh, people in the sports industry to teach the classes. First-hand knowledge, adjusting to the times. In 22 years, the sports industry has evolved three, four, five different times. Now you have... NFTs and you have cryptocurrency that's seeping its way into the sports industry. Dr. Jim Reardon is on it. And that's what you're learning with the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. He has put students in the professional levels, in the major college levels, all throughout collegiate athletics, the local sports levels. There is someone in every area of the sports industry that's gotten their MBA in sport management at FAU. 
fau.edu slash mba sport fau.edu slash mba sport that's how you find out about the fau mba sport management program get yourself signed up for spring semester courses whether they be online or on campus in boca that's the fau mba sport management program fau.edu slash mba sport when we return coquel has spent the last week watching television and movies nonstop in his quarantine garage in Port St. Lucie. And Coquel will give us his quarantine observations when we return. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Spend your lunch with Ken by calling 888-760-3776. It's Ken Levick Alive. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Here's Ken Lavica and Chris Coquel. My special sick boy has been quarantined with COVID in his garage for over a week now at this point, and I feel so badly for him. But the good news is that, man, Coquel, you have watched a lot of TV and a lot of movies. You are really you you're sort of living the dream right now. Other than the whole COVID thing, like I sort of <laughs> envy you a little bit. Other than not being able to see my children all week, it's, oh, yeah. been, uh, it's oh, yeah. been pretty good. There's that whole isolated from family thing as well. Yeah, and my four-year-old keeps saying, how many more days till I get to give you a hug, which is pretty heartbreaking. Oh, I know there's, real, there's people really sick, and I'm just hanging out in a garage, so don't. I'm not trying to play it up, but like that sucks. What if you finally emerge from the garage and your wife has found another partner? Another one? Like a third one? Oh, I mean, what? <laughs> it actually wouldn't be that big of a surprise. Uh, Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel. You can check out the podcast wherever you get your podcast. It's free. It is free. Not a lot of things in this world are free. Our podcast is one of them. Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel podcast. Apple podcast, wherever you get your podcast, subscribe to it. Get it right to your phone, your tablet, any of your devices every single day. Courtesy of the good folks at ESPN 106.3. All right, Coquel, you've spent the, let's see, today is Monday. Your symptoms started Monday. You got into the garage Tuesday. For, oh, I got uh, in right away Monday. Day. Oh, I so right we're on yeah. day nine. This is day nine of quarantine for you in the garage? I have been in the garage for a long time to the point where I'm now watching the remake of Masters of the Universe, the He-Man remake. Well, I want Coquel to, because he's paid attention to the television world much more vastly than I've been able to over the last nine days. Here is our first edition and hopefully our last edition of Coquel COVID Quarantine Notes. That's a gnarly cough you got there, Coquel. And you're writing in pencil, apparently, too. All right. Is that it? No, our product, we really got to fire our production team. Yeah. Yeah, when does it start? Am I supposed to be going over my own cough? Just wait Holy for the music. Cow. The timing was a little off. There's some music here. We just got to let the coffee. There we go. Now you can start. Oh, here we go, Kenny. <laughs> I have been watching NFL preseason football. I've been watching the replays. That's it. I am just soaking it all in. Ask me about a team. I can tell you, the biggest thing I've been watching, though, is Netflix has nothing to watch. Yeah. <laughs> Why am I paying for all these streaming services? So I have Netflix. I have Peacock. Thank you for the great people at Comcast because I'm able to stream all these things on four different advi- uh, devices at one time. But I scroll through Netflix for hours at a time and come away with nothing. What is it about Netflix where nothing you scroll through looks appealing? There is something about Netflix, and it's the easiest app 
to navigate, but there is nothing that looks appealing at first glance. Uh, so how much how much time cumulatively do you think that you've spent in COVID quarantine just scrolling through Netflix? I would say about 60% of my quarantine has been scrolling. <laughs> oh, and then I, I got to the point where I broke out the PlayStation 4 for the first time in a while. And let me tell you, this young quarterback, Chris Coquel, he took the league mm. by storm. He won five Super Bowls already, and he's on his way to be the greatest quarterback of all time. <sighs> all right. What were your impressions, your COVID quarantine impressions of Zach Wilson? Um, Zach Wilson. Also, by the way, two things to watch and not watch. Can I give you one to watch and one not to watch? Yeah, do your own thing. I don't even care. I'm not going to lead you anything. Just talk and I'll react off. Malice at the Palace is definitely worth the watch. I thought there'd be more to it. I thought there'd be more to it, though. I thought it was more than one episode. It was just one episode. It's like an hour long. Yeah, I thought there would be two, but it was nice to hear the players actually speak on it and how they and think of it from the perspective of they kind of feared for themselves because they were in a group of people and the police were nowhere to be found. Yeah, I just was left a little unfulfilled. At what point in quarantine did you watch Malice at the Palace? That was early. I thought I was like, oh, let me put this on. Then I wish I saved it because I ran out of things to watch. I got to the point, Ken, where I watched the Val Kilmer documentary the other day <laughs> that's streaming on Prime. <laughs> Let me tell you, it's about as good as a Val Kilmer documentary oh, sounds. No. Holy cow, is that terrible. I saw that the other day when I was scrolling aimlessly through. I'm like a zombie. I don't really do anything. I'm a terrible example to my children as I zone out just scrolling through uh, apps. But I saw that, and I'm like, who would watch that? Well, turns out Coquel. <laughs> oh, don't worry. Today I'm going to start the uh, Kissing Booth series. So that should be good. What in the world, I think they're world, up to number man. four. One and two are right on my TV right in front of me. That's three hours. <laughs> what, else, uh, what else have you done in COVID quarantine? What, what else is on your notes? I got a couple books that I've been wanting to read for a long time about how to run the spread offense and the air raid, and I haven't opened them. I, well, I opened them. I read a page, and I was like, reading is so dumb. I stopped reading. Wait, you have books on the spread offense and the air raid offense for what reason? From Just from when I was coaching. I have a ton of football And books. you were going to read I used to read. I used to read. Yeah. It's exciting to understand why these offenses are working and why the league is, a, is evolving and changing. I thought you I'm not just some dope who just watches a quick highlight and then gives you a take, Kenny. I get inside the offense. Then get me inside the... Uh, let's, right, let's go back Should to Zach Wilson. Yeah, well, let's go back to Zach Wilson okay. and the way he started. The Jets kept things simple for him. They just wanted to see if he could make the easy throws, which he did. He made the right reads. He didn't make the mistakes that they were worried about. They wanted to. It was clear they wanted to make sure that the the game wasn't vastly different than playing at BYU. And I think he did a good job. Uh, Bigger takeaway from that game: Jamie and Sherwood of Jensen Beach in the first half of play, four tackles in on a forced fumble and a pass deflection, was calling the defense in the third quarter. It looked like he was playing Will linebacker, but it looked like they slid him over to Mike by where he was playing. Uh, I want to contribute to your COVID quarantine notes because I have a question for you uh, about what you were thinking on Saturday. So you were watching the Dolphins preseason game Saturday afternoon. You tweeted the following to me. Feet weren't set on the handoff. Dolphins fans should be worried about Tua. One, that's dumb. Two, within your photo of your TV in your COVID quarantine garage, you have your bare feet in the photo. So then fast forward 20 minutes and you tweeted to me, clearly Zach Wilson is better than Justin Fields with just a photo of your bare feet. Did you have a fever at that time? 
Justin Fields had a bad drive. So, I mean, if everybody else is going to give out these hot takes by watching a, a play, I figured to his first hand off, ah, I didn't like his feet being set. So I'm going to throw it out there. And if Cowherd wants to show off his feet and his nice TV, you're going to get that ginormous big toe of mine. I wanna, Look at that thing. I wanna, it's impressive. I, I, I want to just paint a picture here for, uh, of my toe? for those listening. That toe, is it swollen? Did you drop a weight on it? What it's happened like to it? It's been like that forever. It's like I've bulbous. Like, I've never seen a toe like that before. Uh, you know, so you know what they say about guys with big toes? No. No, big no socks. They, no, no. It, they're just it's weird cuz your legs have hair, your feet don't have hair. They're like I, my bald, hair, they're like bald pigs. Like that's what that's what your feet look like. Bald uh, I used to have hair on my big toe. I don't have hair on my big toe anymore. <laughs> I wonder you, if that's a problem. Is that a COVID sign? No, I feel like you were in a nuclear accident. Like, that's what your feet look like, that you were in some sort of nuclear situation and your big toe has somehow formed a side toe. What's so weird is my big toe is so fat like that, but then my second, is that my pointer toe? Is that what we're calling <laughs> No, that? there's no such thing as a pointer toe. <laughs> well, look, it points, though. I, can you spread your toe? I can spread my toes, too, and pick things up with it. But that's another story. But that <laughs> one's longer than the big toe. It's bigger. Is that supposed to be bigger than the big toe? Uh, no. No, uh, no, I, no, I think it is. The middle toe? The second toe. Yeah, the middle, the middle toe, toe. Goes, then it goes, then it goes, it's not in the middle. The middle toe would be like your middle finger. That would be the third toe in Ken. Uh, That's the middle. It's I, your pointer toe. My to- pointer toe is bigger than my big toe, but my big toe is misshapen to the point where it used to get dead skin and I used to have to like shave it down. Very gross. <laughs> oh, God. I am regretting but doing where this Where did segment. the hair on my toes go? That's I why I, wanna, I used to have a hairy big toe. I don't have it anymore. Look at me. I'm getting better in old age. All right. Why don't you just give us your thoughts on Friday Night Lights? Because I know you've been binge watching that. I mean, Eric Taylor, can we have a more overrated coach ever? <laughs> I mean, guys, teams are never ready to play early in the game. Luckily, his players seem to overcome every single situation <laughs> uh-huh. and win in the last minute. But what kind of discipline? He's got Riggins going to Mexico for three weeks, and now he's in New York. Well, now for me, because season three around episode nine. Uh-huh. He's just taking off to go to New York with Street. I get it. Street was in an accident. But Riggins, you got your own life to live. Players are showing up drunk. Even Severson, who he benched at quarterback, shows up drunk. No discipline at all. And this guy's heralded as a top coach in the area or a top coach in the country. Eric Taylor, overrated. Get out of here. I don't think that you're properly consuming the show's point. Also, there's a lot of um, adult relationships between kids and adults, and I'm very surprised that that was allowed to happen because I think every single high school student, and some of them were in 10th grade at the time, or at least they seem like seniors, but three seasons later they're still in high school. (laughs) They've been sleeping with adults the entire time, and no one seems to care, and the adults find out about it, and they're like, I don't think you should do that. Coquel is the worst. Texas he is has weird. To be, he has to be the worst to watch a TV series with. Because you Why? are just nitpicking the hell out of that. I mean, and then he goes to a two-quarterback offense, one All spread, right. one an eye. Okay. I like that, but at least have your receivers be uh, ready. Clearly, the team was not prepared. And you're going to do it in the big rivalry game with national TV watching? Come on, Eric Taylor. All right, I'm, I'm not interested in hearing your thoughts on Friday Night Lights And he anymore. brings in this assistant coach, who clearly the quarterback coach is coming for his job. So <laughs> I just tell you, season four, I haven't seen it yet, but that guy's going to be the head coach. That concludes Coquel's COVID quarantine notes. It seems Smash like... Smash Williams? I know he didn't go to the college he wants. But you know what? You tore your ACL. You got to bounce back, kid. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. You got a raw deal by the racist guy at the movie theater hitting on your sister and saying inappropriate things. You punched him. I get it. Should have spoke out, but do it in a calm demeanor, Smash. You have your whole life in front of you. Get the college education for free at Whitmore and, and keep it moving. 
Certainly the last nine days have just been one gigantic fever dream for Coquel in his COVID quarantine. Man, oh man, that was all over the place. Thank you, Coquel. Appreciate it. And please don't talk about Friday Night Lights ever again. Can I talk about Saturday night football, though? Saturday football? You still have you noticed? Wait, so this you is, wasted this, all this time and you actually had football thoughts on Saturday? Yeah, it seems like every team has good quarterback play. There's a lot. Remember, like, three years ago where it seemed like no one had a quarterback? Everybody seems to have options, I think, because everyone's been drafting the six quarterbacks taken every year in the first round. Mm-hmm. It seems like there's options to be played at quarterback for almost every team. Name a team, and you got a quarterback who can kind of play, except for the Colts because Carson's leg, <laughs> Wentz's leg fell off. Besides <laughs> yeah. them, it seems like everybody's yeah. got someone to play. It's or a backup and a backup. He's made of porcelain, Carson Wentz. All right, Rigotti cut off the music like a good Jacoby Brissett and Drew Locke, what are the Broncos going to do? They both played really well. Vic, Vic Fangio has a really tough decision on his plate because I don't know who the starter is. I think they're going to go with Locke just because there's more upside. But, Briss, I mean, not Brissett. Um, Bridgewater, he's right there. The Broncos are in good shape. They don't need Aaron Rodgers. And speaking of Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love. Holy cow, trade Aaron now. Get him out of there. Jordan Love looks like he is the future Hall of Famer. Three straight Hall of Famers for the Packers. It's now been about four minutes and 15 seconds since we're got Although I'm worried about his shoulder injury. You saw him get hit when he threw it. I know the MRI is clean, but we don't want any underlying problems like with Dak Prescott. No, but I probably right. shouldn't talk about that because of HIPAA loss. This is, where, this is where I'm cutting it off. When the quarantine notes go into medical observations and <laughs> the, the medical realm, that's where Coquel is going to get cut off. I'd like to keep my job, Coquel. Ken Levick alive featuring Coquel for now. Uh, those when are they were... going to make a Puss in Boots 3? I mean, 2 was just <laughs> as good as the second one. Those were that, Coquel's... Cat, that cat is just he's just a catchy cat. Those were Coquel's COVID quarantine notes. Ken Levick alive featuring Coquel. I uh, want to tell you about EDS air conditioning. Uh, Coquel has been in his garage and and by all indications, it hasn't been all that comfortable. It's been warm, and perhaps the next time that Coquel is either A, having a quarantine in his garage, or is just flat-out banished in his garage for reasons mm. were just put on full display here during Coquel's COVID quarantine notes, you should give a call to EDS Air Conditioning. Make sure that that garage is cool for him. You don't want to mess around in this heat, especially in the summers in South Florida, with dicey AC or an air conditioning unit that's on the verge of death. EDS Air Conditioning. EDS is yes. They've been doing it since 2006. They also handle your plumbing needs. They're family-owned. They use the best equipment. They're a train comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train. Well, can I hear you say that? What does that mean? They're using the best equipment. They're using the best units. They're making sure that when the job is done, it's done. It's fixed. You're good. You're cool. Your family is all set. That's what they do at EDS Air Conditioning. It's simple. If you need to make a call, the air conditioning goes out and you're desperate. You're like, what do I do? Just remember this. EDS is yes. EDS is yes. It's that simple. Go to edsairconditioning.com. edsairconditioning.com and make sure that you have an air conditioning plan. That's EDS Air Conditioning. EDS is yes. edsairconditioning.com. When Wait, we can yeah, Denzel's um, kid has a movie out on Netflix. How did I miss this all weekend? Who? Holy DJ Washington. What's his name? I don't even know his name. John David Washington, J.D. Washington, Denzel's kid. He's got a movie out. Beckett. Oh, we know what Coquel's doing tonight. Is it on Netflix? It's on Netflix. I don't know how I missed it. I just saw it now. I'm watching now. Wait, you're watching and doing I'm, the show? Yo, know, I got to scroll for later. I'm saving time. I'm dual tasking, multitasking. You are I'm getting ready for later. <laughs> You are a wreck right now. 
You are an absolute disaster right now. Are you still? Are you sure you're feeling better? <laughs> I'm actually legitimately concerned about you from a neurological standpoint. When we return, the most expensive sports card ever sold, and it happened over the weekend. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Spend your lunch with Ken by calling 888-760-3776. It's Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Here's Ken LaVica and Chris Coquel. A sports card sold for $6.6 million. That's correct. You heard me correctly. $6.6 million. What was it? Who was it? We'll discuss that in a moment. But before we get to that, a little segment that we like to call the coolest moment of the week. Time now for the coolest moment of the week. Cool. Cool, yeah. The coolest moment of the week is brought to you by EDS Air Conditioning. Hey, Coquel, get a load of this. Yesterday produced our coolest moment of the week, and it came on the soccer pitch. And it came in North London, courtesy of NBC. I give to you Tottenham and Manchester City. Here's Son. And they dragged out of position. Youngmin Son on his left foot. Let's go! Oh. Sensational! Yes! Wow. What about yes! Holy cow. Son. Can't believe that happened on the soccer game on the field. Ah, uh, Ming Sun getting the job done. Tottenham Hotspur with the season opening upset of Manchester City in the English Premier League. Highlight courtesy of NBC. That is the EDS air conditioning coolest moment of the week. We don't need you, Harry Kane. You were one of our own. And now go take your money at Manchester City. Go on to Real Madrid. We don't care. This is Youngmin Sun's team, and it always uh. has been. Tottenham with the upset over What's Manchester City. Uh... I'm not sure it's the name of the team. <laughs> what is it, though? Is it like a spur on a boot that's been out in the sun too long? Like, what is a hot spur? I don't know. It's the name of the team. I can't tell you the origin of the name. It's is been around for a very is, long though? time. Like the San Antonio a spur Spurs is on the is back like the of the cowboy boot? Yeah, it's, it's on the back of a cowboy boot, but I don't think that applies to this. Their mascot is like a bird. Right. So their <laughs> mascot is a bird, uh-huh. but they're the hot thing on the side of a boot. Got it. What about the San Antonio Spurs? Do they have a mascot? Do they each have like a boot walking around the stadium? No, I, I don't know. They probably have like a dinosaur or something. I have no that, idea. I never realized how dumb of a name that is till just now, the Spurs. But it fits. It's San Antonio. Name. It's Cowboys. Like, it, so why it, not just be like the San Antonio Cowboy Boots? Why are they the back Because the that's boot? stupider than the Spurs. <laughs> what are you even talking about? That might be the worst nickname in sports. The Spurs. Oh, yeah. The Utah Jazz. That definitely, that definitely makes sense. J- Jazz music, and it's because of where Utah came from, I'm assuming, not Utah, the Jazz, the team. I'm assuming they moved from New Orleans, maybe, at some point. Yes. Louisiana, somewhere where there's Jazz. Yes. Okay, see, that, that makes sense. Spurs, like the Lakers. I, the Lakers make sense because they're from Minneapolis. Okay, but they're not there any longer. The Spurs are in San Antonio, and it makes sense because Spurs are on cowboy boots. This is the dumbest conversation we've had today, like, hey, and you get a full the, breakdown of Friday the, Night Lights. Let's be the Cleveland Shoelaces. Like, it's just a part of a shoe. It's the worst nickname in sports, by far. <clears throat> Coquel. Yes, sir. $6.6 million a Honus Wagner baseball card went for at auction over the weekend. $6.6 million. And that leads us into some Florida cash 
home buyers cashing in. One more time. Ah, hell, give it one more go. Florida Cash Home Buyers presents cashing in Honus Wagner's $6.6 million at auction. That surpasses the 1952 Topps Mickey Mantle, which went for $5.2 million in January. That number was matched in April by the 2003-2004 Upper Deck Exquisite Collection LeBron James jersey card. That card had a piece of his rookie Cavaliers jersey in the pack. Uh, which is what made that so expensive. But Honus Wagner, $6.6 million. In fact, Coquel, there's a reason that that thing went for as expensive as it did. One, it's in mint condition, but also all the way back in 1939, it was initially valued at $50. Do you know how much $50 was in 1939? That's like the equivalent of like $4 million back in 1939. <laughs> Are you sure that's the math? I don't know if that's the correct. Maybe it's because Honus Wagner was 700 years old when he's playing. You ever Google pictures of him? <laughs> it's like the oldest human being ever. You can't go by how he looks. I, I do think in Apparently, people back in the early 1900s just looked way older. <laughs> Why is that? I don't understand. I mean, I'm 40, and I clearly look like I'm 21 and in peak of health, but everybody else looks yeah. so old back then. Yeah, in peak of health is you're graying, and you've been on a diet for the last two months, and you have COVID. You're right. You are the apex of health, Coquel. By the way, that diet and COVID did not mix well together. i got to get back <laughs> Wait, on that train. So, what do you mean? I just snacks and food when you're stuck in quarantine. Like if my wife leaves the house, I run out like a squirrel and scurry and get all the treats and, and store them in the room. I like how you just burrow. You you burrow <laughs> snacks into your little hole. That's the amount of Cheez-It wrappers <laughs> in next to my bed. Oh, boy. I don't think that Cheez-Its probably were the smart way to go to cure yourself of COVID, to be quite honest. I'm no medical expert, but that seems like that's uh, a little irresponsible. They taste good, though. Uh, what I, was your, I haven't had carbs. What was your uh, your most prized sports memorabilia item? Because honestly, uh, and obviously, the person who now owns this Onus Wagner card, like that's that's the the most expensive sports memorabilia item of all time. But there's also something to be said for emotional connection. And for me, the Newsweek magazine, the Michael Jordan retirement issue from Newsweek back in 93, the first MJ retirement. I still have that mint condition in a plastic sleeve. For whatever reason, that's like my prized sports memorabilia possession. I'm looking in my man cave studio garage thing I'm in right now, and I have a Walt Frazier autograph up there. Really? Bernard Bernard King up there. And they're real? Yeah. Justin Simmons autograph up there. And sadly, the most prized one of all is my Pat Kelly autograph. Former Yankee second baseman who played for like five years. In why the is why does the Pat Kelly autograph? Uh, why does that speak to you more than Walt Frazier or because even Justin Simmons? Besides Dave Winfield, who was my guy growing up, like <clears throat> excuse me, I loved him. My favorite baseball player and the guy I wanted to be. I always wanted to be the middle infielder for the Yankees who turned the team around. And at the time in '94, he was batting like 300. I went to that Yankee media day they used to have where you can go get autographs, and it was the first time I'd ever really met a professional player like that. And he actually spoke to me, talked to me, and took the time to sign it. When I told him I was, he was my favorite player, he was kind of thrown off by that because there were long lines for everybody else, and I walked right up to him because no one else cared. Um, and it just meant so much to me that Pat Kelly, the, in my eyes, this is younger me, the Pat Kelly took the time to talk to me and sign the autograph. So I still have it in the sleeve, well, even though it's probably worth 
nothing. Yeah, I would think it's probably two pack Kelly. <laughs> right, but but I, you know what though? There's something to be said for senti- sentimental value, and uh, so I I can make fun of you, but fine, like great, Pat Kelly. That means a lot to you. What about you? That when it comes to sports memorabilia, what is the one thing you either own or did own growing up that means the most or meant the most to you? Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six or uh, you can tweet at us at ESPN West Palm. Honus Wagner, part of our Florida Cash Home Buyers, cashing in $6.6 million at auction. For me, my most prized sports memorabilia item is the Newsweek Michael Jordan First Retirement Edition and Coquel, an autograph of former Yankee Pat Kelly. What about you? 888-760-3776. You're looking to sell your home the easy way? Florida Cash Home Buyers, they're going to buy your home in any condition or situation for cash. Selling your home to Florida Cash Home Buyers, it's fast and easy. No need to have a bunch of strangers walking through your home. Florida Cash Home Buyers buy properties as is. They don't need to make any repairs or clean. So uh, you can save thousands on commissions and closing costs because, well, there's no realtors involved. Florida Cash Home Buyers can pay a cash advance before the closing. They've been in business since 2011. They've helped hundreds of homeowners sell their homes quickly and easily. Florida Cash Home Buyers A plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. They have over a hundred great online reviews. They buy inherited houses, damaged houses, properties with bad tenants, liens, and violations. But they also buy nice houses as well. They don't need to visit your home. They make it so easy. They can make an offer over the phone. So if you're looking to sell your home, go the easy route. Get it done. Get it out of your hair. That's Florida Cash Home Buyers. Here's the number, 561-570-7070. Easy to remember, 561-570-7070. Get your home off your hands with Florida Cash Home Buyers. Again, 561-570-7070. When we return, it'll be another edition of Grade That Call. It's Coquel going to grade my soccer call from last Mm. night. He is Coquel. He's in quarantine. I'm Ken Levick, and I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Spend your lunch with Ken by calling 888-760-3776. It's Ken Levick Alive. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Here's Ken Levicka and Chris Coquel. Found a couple of minutes here Monday. Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel just a few moments away from Grade That Call. Both Coquel and I do play-by-play work outside of the show and regularly just to make sure that you all hear it. And because we are self-critiquing one another, mm-hmm. we like to play Grade That Call. And today, Coquel is going to be able to grade one of my soccer calls from over the weekend. But before we get to that, hey, guys, listen up. True Freedom Therapy. If you think you have some issues in the bedroom, you think you might have the beginnings of erectile dysfunction or flat out are suffering from erectile dysfunction, do not despair. Don't pop pills. Don't do any of that stuff because I have a solution for you. It's True Freedom Therapy in Palm Beach Gardens. They use what's called soft wave therapy. What is that? It's sound waves. And you go in to True Freedom Therapy and you undergo a 15-minute session where these sound waves are delivered to the afflicted area. In this case, with erectile dysfunction, it's the groin area. And one of the issues, the biggest issues with erectile dysfunction is that there's no blood flow in that area anymore. There's nothing to get things going. And that's where the soft wave therapy 
helps. It helps open up the blood vessels. It helps increase the blood flow. And before you know it, there's improvement. Sometimes you need one session. Sometimes you need two sessions. Sometimes you need three sessions. But there is improvement. This soft wave therapy, a true freedom therapy, is FDA approved. There's no needles. There's no pills. There's none of this wild treatment that causes pain. There is no pain with this. And want to know how I know? Because I had the soft wave therapy at True Freedom Therapy. Go check out our boy Josh up there. He'll give you a free consultation. He'll tell you about it. And he has all the answers for you. I cannot tell you, since I started talking about True Freedom Therapy, how many emails I've gotten, how many texts I've gotten, how many phone calls I've gotten with guys first asking, Ken, is it really worth it? And then after the fact saying, wow, Ken, that's actually legit. And that makes me feel good because I want to do this as a service. You don't have to live in despair with ED. You can get help, and it comes in the form of True Freedom Therapy. Go to truefreedomtherapy.com for your free consultation. That's truefreedomtherapy.com. Why go through life with those issues if you can get it fixed? True Freedom Therapy, and again, free consultation. Just log on and schedule an appointment at truefreedomtherapy.com. All right, Coquel, I'm going to set the scene. This was last night. This is USL League One action, the third division of American soccer, Fort Lauderdale, which uh, this is basically the club team for Inter-Miami, the MLS club. They were in action against Greenville, the defending USL League One champs. And Coquel, I'm going to bring you to the 76th minute. Just four minutes prior, Fort Lauderdale had gotten on the board and gone on top one nothing. So now in the 76th minute, just a snap of a finger after the first goal, this is what happened in Fort Lauderdale. Fort Lauderdale, can they find more? Noah Allen to the middle for Acosta. Good ball. Curry! Fort Lauderdale! They're on a tear! They're up 2-0! And they're staring three points in the face. Mitchell Curry, number six on the year. That courtesy of ESPN+. Plus. Uh, so, Coquelm, grade that call. Well, I'm a little worried because you never actually told me what happened. You just started screaming well, for Lauderdale. Did the television. ball just magically roll into the net? I, I can't see what kind of kick it was. You know, describe yeah. a little but more. But with it being a TV call, great energy. I like that you were able to raise your voice and show the enthusiasm but you were still able to be understood clearly. I thought you did a good job. My other question, mm-hmm. in these soccer games, are you supposed to talk like it's golf and low energy until something big happens? Well, I don't want to like go crazy in the down moments because people will say, what is, he, what is he excited about? Like It's just the, the ball's rolling around the midfield. you got to br- read I'd the bring room. A little more. I'd bring a little bit more energy in the, in the pre stuff, but that goal call, great goal call. Thank you. That- I give you a uh, three out of five. Okay, that's how we do. That's how we do grade that call. I forgot. I don't know. We I go numbers and not and not letter grades. Okay, fine. Three out of All right, five. You get a B. All right, perfect. But wouldn't that be a C if it was a three out of five? Wouldn't that be a C? I don't know. If you've ever had me in class, a C becomes a B really easy at the end of the year because I don't want to do. I don't want your dad calling me again. So we're gonna go with a B here. Ah, uh, Coquel guiding the youth of America. That'll do it for us. Thanks to Joe Rigotti as always for Coquel who. Hopefully his days away from leaving his COVID quarantine I hope so, garage. Ken. I'm Ken, Ken I hope so. We have Friday night football this week on the station. 
Jensen Beach taking on Fort Pierce Central. Oh, yeah, I'll be on that call. You can grade that one. Football night in South Florida is back. Well, hopefully. hopefully be, yeah, hopefully, hopefully Coquel is back. Yeah, that'll be back. If Coquel is back, that still has yet to be seen. We'll be back tomorrow at noon. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levicka. We've been live on ESPN 106.3. Farewell.